friends, and welcome to the epilogue of the King's Pixie. The events in this portion of the story take place 15 years after that faded audition. I watched Owen with little interest from my place on the windowsill, enjoying the warmth of the sun. He was always working now. It had been years since we'd had an adventure, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bored. I could tell he was, too. I could feel it in my being that he was dying for something interesting to happen. I took in his appearance. He'd changed so much from the 16-year-old boy I'd bonded to. Black stubble now adorned his mature jaw, stress-grayed hair peppered his sideburns, and gold-rimmed glasses sat upon the bridge of his nose to help his tired eyes. The past 15 years had been hard on him, but reuniting a broken realm wasn't meant to be easy. The damage his grandfather and father had caused would likely provide Owen with a lifetime of work and headaches. I heard laughter and turned my gaze to the window. Our children were currently harassing each other in the backyard, providing an amusing scene. Prince O'Sale was attempting to spray his sister Elise with a garden hose. My twins, Ayn and Alette, were currently protecting her from the onslaught of water with barriers, while my own son, Trift, tried to distract them. The youngest prince, Titus, was nowhere to be seen, but I knew he was close by. My youngest daughter, Delia, never left his side, and she was currently flitting about in the flowers below my window. The boy was probably digging up worms to scare his sister with. I had never dreamed my life would be this happy, nor peaceful. As I watched the youths play in the bright summer sun, I wondered what I would have been like if I'd been allowed a happy childhood. Of course, wondering such things was pointless. If I were to change that part of my history, I wouldn't be where I am today, sitting comfortably at the side of the fairy king. I leaned against the window glass, smiling fondly at the view before me. My attention was drawn away from the children when Owen stood and stretched, closing the ledger he'd been writing in for the past two hours. I think that's enough for one day, don't you, Torkin? I stood, stretching the stiffness from my own muscles as well, stifling an unexpected yawn. Sounds good to me. <sighs> You've been working hard on those population charts for a week. A break from them wouldn't hurt. Neither would dinner. What do you say we go find some food? He smiled warmly at me and I leapt from the window ledge landing on his shoulder before he entered the hall. I'd noticed a few weeks ago that I'd managed to wear a mark into all of his shirts from sitting in the same spot. My spot. My throne, if you will. The unpleasant memory of how Brandon had once commanded me to sit in the very same spot entered my mind, and an ancient anger flared. I still hated that man. Whoa. Owen stopped walking and looked at me. That was a violent mood swing, Dorkin. You okay? I blinked the memories away. Yeah, just thinking about the past. <laughs> he snorted and continued on. Lord knows I can relate. What brought it up? I'm not sure, I answered honestly. I guess I'm just happy that that's not my life anymore. Cheers to that, my friend. He laughed lightly, and I bobbed on his shoulder with emotion. Dad! 
Osail burst through the front door of their cozy home. Come see what I found. Is it living? Owen chuckled and rolled his eyes as he changed direction. Because your mother will kill you if you bring another pet into the house. Well, the boy thought for a moment, looked out the door behind him, then smiled wickedly. I don't really know, but it's cool. Oh, great. I was running through the extensive list of sub-creatures and carnivorous plants that inhabited the island. Lord only knows what they could have out there. Owen groaned as his response, and we followed the young prince outside. Neither of us were prepared for the onslaught our children had waiting for us. A shower of white flour rained down from a recently installed handmade hopper above the door, as Owen strode through it, covering us both in white powder. Owen froze in shock, blowing the flour from his mouth and removing his glasses, spilling the large deposits of the stuff that had gathered behind them. Our children stood a few feet away in the front yard, laughing hysterically at their little prank. Owen set me down on the banister to remove his suit jacket and shake the flour from his hair before leaping off the porch to chase them. I took the opportunity to shake the white powder from myself as well, finding amusement in the little cloud my action created. I spread my wings, careful not to link them for fear of getting them stuck together, and gently vibrated each set until all four were free of the dust. I took pleasure in watching Owen as he chased his kids around the yard, laughing and playing like the child himself. He even picked up the garden hose and soaked them with it. That was a good prank, wasn't it, Dad? Trift sat on the banister beside me, and I wrapped a dusty arm around him. I came up with it. Well, Osail did, but I helped. He was so like his namesake. I often wished they'd gotten to meet each other. I laughed and hugged him close. <laughs> it was. Good job. The sun was starting to set, a deep amethyst filling the sky with streaks of bright orange. Happiness. I never imagined it would feel this good. I just hoped I could experience enough of it in my lifetime, for myself, as well as the little cave pixie that never got to. I'm not sure why, but part of me believed that my long-lost friend was somehow able to see the beauties of the world through my eyes. And I truly hoped he could. That concludes the reading of The King's Pixie. I hope you really enjoyed this story. I would like to do a question and answer uh, podcast soon. So please send any questions or theories or comments you may have to the email in the description. Or you can send them to me on Instagram. Um, the link for that profile is also in the description. There is one more book in this series titled The King's Heir. Um, it is in the editing phase at this point, and I do not have a predicted release date for it. I plan to read a few of my short stories. Um, they're about the length of this one, so expect maybe ten chapters. Very, uh, very short, very brief for my next podcasts. Thank you all, and I'm truly blessed to have uh, the listeners that I do. I hope you have a wonderful day.